0: And here's the thing, whether I felt the Holy Spirit or not, He's here. I do like when my feelings match up with my faith. My faith tells me that He's here. My feelings line up with my faith. The Holy Spirit is in this room right now. And let me tell you something today, church. The Holy Spirit is who we need. The Holy Spirit is what we need. This is a gift from God, This is a gift by God. Will we accept this gift or will we reject this gift? The choice is ours. We're talking about the last days. We're talking about prophecies that have been spoken years ago unfolding before our very eyes. We're talking about the end times. Are you really ready for the end times? Are you ready for the last days? Luke chapter 21 is where we were Sunday night. I'm going to invite you back there right now. If you have your Bibles, please open to Luke chapter 21 and let me read two verses to you. Verse number 25. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And we ask God's blessing on his word. We ask Him to speak to us. We pray that God would give us ears to hear and hearts that would receive. And if you agree with me, say amen. Amen. There are three words in this two-verse passage that leaped off the page to me. They are distress. Somebody say distress. distress. Perplexity and fear, distress, perplexity, and fear, these three folks are the triple terror threat that we will see in the last days. Christ is coming. Jesus is coming, church. Have you heard the good news? What was foretold is about to happen. I believe that we are, in fact, in the last days. At what stage? I don't know. Have we just entered? Are we a quarter of the way through? I don't know. But I believe, according to Scripture and according to the signs that point and give us direction that we are to look for, these are actually happening before our very eyes. We're reading about this in the, in the newspapers. We're hearing about this on the newscast. So if this is an indication, then it's pointing to the last days. And in the last days, we need the Holy Spirit in order to be able to handle the pressure that will come. I've entitled the message, in fact, Handling End Time Pressure. Are you ready for these last days? Are you truly ready for what is going to happen? Distress, perplexity, fear. And that's not just with the unbeliever. I believe that will also infiltrate and infect believers. Every person in this room has battled fear. There's many in this room currently grappling with fear. We're not immune to this. Wouldn't it be wonderful if when we came to a saving knowledge of Christ that fear was no longer permitted to to penetrate our thinking? Wouldn't that be great? How many would like that? Six people. Well, good. Let me just tell you something. There's coming a day when fear will no longer be permitted to penetrate your mind and your thinking ever again. No more distress. No more perplexity. What we need in order to face and be ready for the last days, the end times, is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is here today. He's the one who's able to give us what we need so that we will be well equipped in the last days. Now let me say this, when you come to a saving knowledge of Christ, how many, in fact, would lift your hand as a testimony, you have uh, found Christ as your Savior, and you've prayed the sinner's prayer, You're, you're a believer, let me see your hand as a testimony this morning. Okay, in that moment, something happened. Grace was imparted, mercy was given, forgiveness took place. And you confessed your sins. They were covered because the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and all, cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So all of this is taking place. This also happened in that moment. There was an impartation into you of God's Spirit because, don't you know, that the body, your body, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that th- what the Bible says? So when you accept Christ, you open up your heart house doors, right? Can you just kind of imagine your, your heart having doors and they just open up your heart house and all of a sudden you ask Jesus to come in? Well, he can't come in in his body, right, and crawl in there, right? So what happens is the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God, God's Holy Spirit comes into you, the unseen, but he is still there. We've n- I've never seen the Holy Spirit, but I know that He's real, and I know that He's on the inside of me. When you're saved, when you accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit is imparted, and He's inside of you. But there is a distinction here, church, and we especially here at the Palma Christian Center, being an Assemblies of God church, which means we are a Pentecostal church. We are a Pentecostal denomination. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many understand when I say the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Which is separate and distinct. Remember, the disciples found Christ and they accepted Him as the Savior. They accepted Him as the Messiah. They were, in fact, born again. And the Holy Spirit was imparted to them. They began to walk with Christ. They began to talk with Christ. They watched the miracles unfold as He laid hands on the sick and they recovered. As He called forth the dead and they were raised to live again. All of this while the Holy Spirit has been imparted to them. Then Jesus is is taken captive. Jesus is is tried and found guilty. Jesus is crucified. He dies. He's buried. And he rises again. Then he says, I got to go. What? (laughs) We thought you were going to set up the kingdom. The disciples thought they had it all figured out. We thought you were going to set up the kingdom. He says, oh, no, it's not going to be like you thought. I'm leaving. But don't fret. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you without help. I'm going to send a helper. I'm going to send the counselor. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. Wait in Jerusalem, he told them. Tarry there until this gift is sent. And then we know that on the day the Holy Spirit came... That, as, as he was uh, prophesied by Jesus and foretold by Jesus, on that day it so happened to be a holiday. It was the Feast of Pentecost. So it was on the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven, and those gathered in that room were baptized. Now when I say the word baptized, hopefully it will create an a, 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 a image in your mind. Baptism to me says total immersion. Baptism, to me, says total surrender. It's a complete uh, dunking, if you will, complete immersion. So it's not just an impartation. It's a complete surrendering and immersion of God's Spirit. This is available to everyone. Unfortunately, not everyone will receive this. But church, I encourage you today, ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. If you've not yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is distinct and separate from your salvation experience concerning the Holy Spirit. Let me say this, too, before I go on. I just met a new friend, Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Everybody say hi to Rhonda. Her first time in our church here today, and she found herself on her back at the front part of our church here. Now, I did not push you, did I? No, in fact, I didn't. I want to take a moment to teach you something here, church. Because things happen <laughs> that we don't totally understand sometimes. But I know the power of Almighty God came upon you, Rhonda. And she just, she just backed up and ended up kind of sat down right here. And I said, just, just sit there for a minute. Don't worry about it. And she sat there because the power of God, you know what, when we come in contact with that kind of energy and that kind of power, I tell you, sometimes my knees buckle. I found myself more than once on my back as the power of God has come upon me and I couldn't even stand any longer. It happened to the Apostle Paul. Before he actually was the Apostle Paul, he was the persecutor Saul and he was on a road. He was heading to a city called Damascus and he had an encounter with Almighty God, and He could no longer stand in His presence. That's just what happens sometimes. Don't get freaked out. God can do whatever God wants to do. If He wants to cause me to lay on my backside at the front of some church or anywhere else for that matter, that's God's business. Just so long that I can have some time with Him, just so long as I can spend some time with Almighty God, I don't care. If God wants to take my tongue and cause it to speak a language that I did not rehearse, that I did not learn, that I did not study for, that's God's business. I simply want to surrender and have all of Him that I can have. I want the fullness of the gospel. I want the fullness of God's Spirit in me and filling me and flowing out of me. And I want it for you as well. Without the fullness of the Holy Spirit, church, you will not be as equipped As you need to be in the last days, you will not be as equipped as God wants you to be. This is my belief. I believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a necessary encounter for every believer. You shall receive what? Come on, church. You shall receive power power. after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. To be what? To be my witnesses. I want to teach you in the next few minutes how you can be prepared to handle the pressures that are going to come, that are already, in fact, upon us now in these end times. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will, first of all, when we are distressed, He will give us comfort. Notice I said he, not it, because the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. We believe here in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is a person. The Holy Spirit will give you the comfort that you need when you are distressed, remember the triple, te- triple terror threat in the last days, distress, perplexity, and fear. John 14, 16 says, I will pray the Father words of Jesus, and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you. Look at this. He may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for this promise. When we are distressed, The Holy Spirit will give us the comfort that we need. And the Bible talks about the distress of nations in our text here, Luke chapter 21, verse number 25 distress of nations. It's happening right now. There's distress in the nations around our world. There is turmoil, country against country, wars and rumors of wars. What do we need? We need the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. Distress, by the way, I I found the definition an afflicted, wretched, or exhausted condition. A state of extreme need. Ever felt yourself in distress? You know what you need? You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you have that power and that baptism, you will receive the comfort that only comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us comfort when we are distressed. The Holy Spirit, secondly, will give us counsel when we are perplexed. When we are perplexed, the Holy Spirit gives the counsel that we need. John 14, verse 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance, listen to this, he will bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Aren't you glad about that? I don't know about you, but I, I tend to be forgetful, and I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost can bring to my remembrance some things, but he's the teacher. Now see, when Jesus walked the earth, and the disciples were walking with him, and talking with him, and witnessing the miracles, and seeing him call forth the dead, If they had a question and needed counsel, they went to Jesus. Because He is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting Father. He is that. So if they had a question, if they needed taught, if they needed counseling, they went to the counselor. Hallelujah. Can you imagine going right to Jesus? hey, what do you think about this? Could you give me some guidance on this? I mean, what a mentor, right? Then he dies. He rises, and there's some good news. They see him again, and they think, oh, it's going to get good now. Maybe now he's going to set up the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. They thought they had it all figured out. He said, no, I'm leaving. I'm going back to the Father. I'm going to leave this for you to do. But I'm not going to leave you without help. I'm going to send you a helper, the comforter, who will also teach you. When you are perplexed, you're dumbfounded, you don't know the answers, you need to go to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you. How many have found Him to teach you in the moment that you need it? You have decisions before you. You don't know if you should go in this door or you should go in that door. You leave it in God's hands, and you pray the Helper. You pray the Holy Spirit, the Counselor. And if we wait on Him, I promise you, He will guide us. He will direct us. He will teach us all things, and He'll do it forever. It's important with a gift, folks. You know, a gift, we can either receive it, or we can reject it. There's another another level to this. We can also receive a gift and then never use it. We put it in the basement. We put it up in the attic. We put it up on some shelf, and it's of no value because we don't ever use it. But oh, don't you like when somebody gives you a, a gift that you can use every week, you can use every day, you can use on a routine and ongoing basis? That's the kind of gift that I'm talking to you about today. The gift of God's Holy Spirit. If you will just first of all receive this gift, recognize that you need this gift, and then don't put it on a shelf, don't put it in the attic, don't put it in the basement, activate and use this gift every day of your life. You'll be comforted and you will be counseled by this gift. The gift of God's Holy Spirit. Finally, when we are fearful, I've never seen fear on the level that I see it today. When we are fearful, the Holy Spirit will impart faith. Fear over great and small. Fear over the dark. I mean, when our kids are, when our kids are young, early on in life, the enemies at work, planting these seeds of fear, fear of losing our jobs, fear of not being able to pay our bills. These are real situations, but if you are fearful, you you need to take a moment and analyze this and understand God did not give you fear. You know what the Bible says? If you're fearful in any area of your life, it's it's a real situation and maybe that's, that's what it's brought you to. You still need to back up a minute and say, now wait a minute. God did not give me a spirit of fear. What's the Bible say that God gave us? God did not give us a spirit of fear but of love, of power, and a... Come on, put your hand on your head and say a sound mind. Come on, somebody say, God gave me a sound mind. I don't have to fear. I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm not going to fear about what what I'm going to do today. I'm not going to fear about how my bills are going to get paid. I'm not going to fear death. I'm not going to fear disease. God didn't give me that spirit. I'm not going to live by fear. I'm going to live by faith. Faith and fear are opposites. And if you're operating in fear, you need to go to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to give you peace. And when you have peace, your faith level begins to increase. And and what happens, there's there's no place for the fear. It has to leave you. There's no place for it. It's it's leaving you right now. Every time you you have the peace of God, the the fear that was in you has to come out of you and God's faith will fill you. And you can walk by faith. You can live by faith. You've got to live by faith. The just, we know the word so well. I throw you out a little bone and you go for it. The just live by faith. The just don't live by fear. Come on, somebody. John 14, 27. Listen to this scripture. It's coming, well let me back up and frame it properly for you because I, I need you to understand sometimes we pull this scripture, John 14, 27, as a standalone, and I don't believe it should be a standalone. John 14, 26 says, again, the words of Jesus, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit. All of this is talking about what God is sending. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If you are fearful for any reason, go to the Holy Spirit. He will impart faith to you. He'll impart it through the Bible. He'll impart it through your experience. And He will impart it through your prayers that are answered. Every time you have a prayer answered, faith increases. Every time you successfully come through something. Anybody come through something recently? You didn't get stuck in the middle. You came through, and here you are today. Every time that happens, faith increases and fear diminishes. Every time you open the Word of God and read the Word of God, faith will increase. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you. Let Him speak peace to you. Do you know if we are living as directed by the Holy Spirit? How many believe the Holy Spirit will actually direct your footsteps? Nice to see you, Elder Sister Rosita. God bless you. Nice to see you today. I like your amens. I personally believe that a spirit-filled believer, their footsteps can be ordered and directed by the Lord. Karen went to the doctor several weeks ago, routine, annual visit. She had to have a mammogram. She's at the age that people call her "ma'am," and so with that goes mammograms. Yes, ma'am. And everything was wonderful. No problems, no issues. Thanks be to God. But as she's there, she comes out of the doctor's office. And a woman, frantic, comes to Karen and says, Do you have cancer? Now at this time, Karen actually didn't have the results back, and so she's like, do you know something I don't know? I mean, she didn't say this, but you know, you're thinking, wait a minute. But Karen in faith said, no, I do not. And she does not, praise God. This woman had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Frantic, Judy. Do you have cancer? I have cancer. I've been diagnosed with cancer. And God, because Karen is filled with the Holy Spirit, and directed by the Holy Spirit led her to speak peace to this woman. They're leaving the office and Karen's heart's pounding. She encouraged her a little bit, but she didn't pray for her. And Karen said, the the more I, I, I was getting closer to going to the car and she's getting closer to going to her car, I think she was in her car. And Karen said, I had to just go up and said, I need to pray with you. She said, can I pray for you? She prayed for this woman, and the woman made it very clear. Now, I'm a Mormon, she said. Karen said, well, I just want to pray for you. And she was with her daughter. Her daughter immediately broke down and started to cry. Ordered by the Holy Spirit. See, not only will the Holy Spirit speak peace to us, He will use us to carry that peace, that comfort, that counsel, to somebody else. Because I promise you this, there's somebody that you're coming in contact with as early as today. Certainly tomorrow, should the Lord tarry, they need what you have. I promise you that. Are you going to carry it to them? Yesterday, Mike, we're going to buy uh, the last-minute uh, school supplies. Yesterday. We're in Cerrito Small. and I never saw Karen move so fast in all my life, and she just hollered across the corridor, I know you, I know you, yesterday. It's the lady in the doctor's office, several weeks later. She's about to start chemo in a, in a little while. And Karen said, Steve, you got, a, you got a business card? I don't have my card. She has got business cards, too, because school director and whatever. I gave her one of mine. She said, here's, here's my husband, but I, I, can, I can get information through this, email or phone or whatever. She said, listen, I'll, I'll sit with you in, when you have your chemotherapy if you'd like. Hallelujah. I mean, the woman was just blown away. Hallelujah. So I came around. I said, now, listen, you need to understand something. This isn't a chance encounter. God is trying to get your attention. He's sending people your way to let you know how much He cares for you and what a plan He has for you. I want you to bring up that final scripture. You need to mark this down. Look at this. Jaron, could I ask you in the group to come? I want, I want us to... Uh, We're going to set our hearts here. We do this all the time. No, 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 no. no. I want you to leave it there for a minute. Look at that. Wow. How often do we do this? We quench, we squelch the Holy Spirit. The very... the very person that we need to help us. The pressures are coming. They're not going to stop, by the way. I mean, Jesus even said, Heads up, everybody. In this world, you're going to have trouble. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. But he went on to say, Don't fear. I've overcome the world. Come on, somebody. Give God praise right there. Hallelujah. So here's how I want us to pray as we close out our time today. If you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit by being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about salvation at this moment. I'm talking to believers, you've been saved, you've confessed Christ and asked Him into your life. I'm talking about a upper room day of Pentecost encounter that happened for the disciples. And it has happened for many believers in this room and it can happen for you too. It is just a total surrender and submission to the Holy Spirit, and He will envelop and immerse you. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you would like to today, I want you to stand to your feet right now, and I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Today is your day. I believe that. I believe that today, you can receive this gift some people have a hang-up over tongues, right? They're, they're afraid of what they're going to sound like and, and just a language that's foreign. It's just the surrendering of your body, including your tongue, saying, God, I'm willing to give you everything. Again, if that's God's business. If He wants to lay me on the floor somewhere, if He wants to take control of my tongue and my mouth, And cause me to speak in a language that I did not rehearse and study. So be that. Don't be afraid. There we go again. Fearful, right? Don't be afraid of that. Push through that. Surrendering. Now, the other side of that coin is, for those who have been baptized and do speak in tongues, have a prayer language, it is not to be flaunted. It is not some banner that we wave proudly. Oh, we're Pentecostal and we Shandai all over the place. If all we're doing is speaking in tongues and there's no fruit and there's no power behind it, do you know what the Bible says about that? It's a lot of noise. Would you clang the cymbals for me, John? Come on, just clang those cymbals for me. Louder, 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 louder. That's what a lot of people that speak in tongues, it's just a lot of annoyance. You want to stick your fingers in your ears. There's no fruit. There's no love. It's not about speaking in tongues. I don't want you getting hung up on either side of that. It is about surrendering. Are you ready today to surrender? If you are serious about receiving this gift, and you're standing, I want you to come to the altar right now. I want my elders and my pastors to help me. Jaren, could I have you sing that anointing song? I'm telling you, it's so powerful. Fresh anointing is what we need. Just stand all across the front here. We're going to lay our hands on you. I want you to praise the Lord. I want you out loud to just begin to bless the Lord and praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Open your mouth and we're going to just lay our hands on you and you're going to say, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. And then I want you just to speak in whatever language the Lord gives you. It won't sound like mine. It won't sound like Jim. It's not going to sound like Jared. It's your language. But don't, be like, I don't know what that is. Well, you probably won't. It's new. It's brand new. Do I have any spirit-filled believers out here that would just quietly pray in your prayer language and help me? Come on, just begin to intercede right now. All right, staff, elders, I want you to come in front. Take one step back so we can get in front of you right here. Fresh anointing. Lord, I need your anointing. Come on and just give him praise right now. fresh and holy anointing. Just let it fall on me.
1: My heart is filled with
0: desire. For a touch of heavenly fire. Fresh anointing fall on me. Oh just let it fall on me. My heart is filled with desire for a touch of heavenly fire. Fresh anointing for Thank you Oh, Lord, I fresh anointing, fresh anointing, and A fresh and a holy anointing. Just let it. <laughs> Come on, me. somebody stand up on your feet and ask God to fill oh, you of the Lord. I need the anointing. I need, you need the anointing. Oh, just, just let, it let it fall on Let it fall on us. Fresh anointing, follow me. Fresh anointing, yeah, yeah. Fresh anointing, follow me. Sing that one more time. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, follow me. Oh, yes, 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 Hallelujah. Yes. Thank Hally-doo. you, Jesus. And church. This is not just a one-time experience. This should be a daily event. Jared and I were talking about this over dinner last night. God desires to anoint us, which is His ability poured on us. God's Spirit on us, in us, operating through us every day. We wait till some guest speaker or guest group comes in and then we'll go get filled up again we'll speak in tongues again you ought to be speaking in tongues every day of your life i pray in the spirit every day every morning i pray i pray in my earthly language which happens to be english i look across this congregation and there are so many languages represented here how many speak an African language? Let me see your hand. Niger- any Nigerian believers in the house? Oh, yes. Go ahead and pray in your Nigerian language. That's good. That's healthy. But you better be praying in your heavenly language. I wonder if I have any Latinos in the house here today. You go ahead and pray in your Spanish if you want to and if you need to and you like to. But you need to be praying in your heavenly language as well. Oh, I see some Filipino believers. Hallelujah go ahead pray 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 whatever country i see uh indian represented y'all pray in another language or is it english hello ryan what do you guys do you speak english you speak both what is the language indian okay i know there's different dialects so i i want to make sure it, it's wonderful look across this congregation but here's another language folks it's your heavenly language pray that god will fill you to overflowing every day you'd walk in his spirit and he will help you to carry what other people are needing hallelujah wow good to see you guys back this week These two young men right here, twins, 17 years old, last Sunday gave their heart to the Lord for the very first time. Here they are back in God's house wanting more of God. Hey, would you help me thank Jaron Davis and Kindred Souls one more time for being with us today? Hallelujah. It's going to be good tonight. Three o'clock, softball. The young whippersnappers are going down, I just have a feeling. 1.30, 1.30, we need some people helping us get all the equipment, sound equipment, and so forth. How many will help us at 1.30? You can be back here at 1.30. I need as much people to help me as possible. All right, God bless everybody. We'll look for you this afternoon. Fresh anointing. Yeah. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Fall on me. Fall on me. Yeah. My, My heart. My heart is filled with desire for a touch.